What's up guys, Rick here showing you how I build my betting card for golf tournaments. And it really focuses on two different factors. Number one, how much I'm willing to wager each week. And number two, the amount that I want to win if I do indeed hit an outright winner. With those two factors, we are going to be able to build, in theory, a very well-balanced betting card for any golf tournament. If you have not taken advantage of the promotions that William Hill is offering right now, I suggest you go to rickrungood.com slash Will Hill. That link will also be in the description. There's usually hundreds of dollars of free bets available. Go to that link, see what the current best offer is so that you can get involved and get some free bets as well. Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump into me building a betting card for a golf tournament. All right, so what I've done here is I've put together just kind of like a mock uh, betting options list here, okay? The, this is not a real tournament. I just have a list of golfers along with their betting odds, and, and we'll see how those can work into each other. And then a, a betting card on the right-hand side here. So I mentioned uh, you have to figure out two things. You have to figure out how much you are willing to uh, wager on a weekly basis and what you want your payout to be if you do hit an outright. The first one, pretty obvious. How much you're willing to wager on a weekly basis? Obviously, uh, whatever you can afford to lose, right? Like, let's let's endorse and promote uh, responsible gambling here. Um, so for our purposes here, we're going to start with $100. I'm willing to wager $100 on golf outrights every single week. The, the, the other aspect of this, the other variable... How much you want to receive as a payout if you do get a, a an outright correct, this is a little abstract. And this is something that you might have to tweak over time to see what is comfortable for you. Because as you're going to see, whatever you choose for this amount, it's going to kind of determine how much you have to wager and thus how many players or how many golfers you can make bets on over the course of uh, any given week. So we'll tinker with the payout as well, but for now I have it set at $500. So that means I'm willing to wager $100 on a weekly basis, and anytime I get an outright winner, I'm going to win $500. That's going to be my payout, and with those two things, we can start building a betting card. This is a very simple spreadsheet. All it allows me to do is uh, you know, copy and paste in our options, uh, into our betting cart and see what the wager would be. So based on my variables, Dustin Johnson at eight to one odds to earn me a payout of $500. If he wins, I need to wager $62 and 50 cents on him. So this is, you know, it, it's obvious that the shorter the odds are for a golfer, the more you're going to have to wager to get to that $500. For example, if I want JT Poston, on my betting card, I only need to wager $5 on him to get to my $500 target payout. So that's how this differs. So when I have my videos where I'm going through my betting card, it's rare that you'll see me load up on two guys at the top. Because, for example, if I do Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau, well, now I'm already over 
my $100 weekly spend because I need to wager $62.50 on Dustin Johnson and I need to wager $50 on Bryson DeChambeau at 10 to 1. Well, now I've already wagered $112.50. I'm over my budget for the week. So that's why you rarely see me take two of the shortest guys on the board because the math doesn't add up for me. Now, if I get rid of Bryson DeChambeau, and I go down a little bit further to maybe a Xander Shoffley, who I have listed here at 20 to 1. Well, I only need to wager $25 on Xander Shoffley at 20 to 1 to get to 500. So now I've got $87.50 currently being wagered. I can continue to add to this card. So this is normally what I do, right? I'll, I'll kind of find a, a guy near the top of the board. Then I'll take another step down. I'll take another step down after that. And then maybe I'll throw a couple of darts at the bottom. So if we continue to go here, you know, maybe I want Harris English this week at 50 to 1. Well, 50 to 1, I only need to put $10 on Harris English to win 500 if he ends up winning this golf tournament. Um, and then maybe I can even round this out. Let's see if I can round this out with Ian Poulter. At the bottom, yeah, I'm a little bit over. So for Ian Poulter, at 150 to 1 odds, I only need to wager $3.33 to get that $500 payout. It puts me at $100.83 uh, for my weekly wager. I'm willing to say that's within my budget, an extra $0.83. Cents. I'm okay with that. But this would be a card that you could build out. A guy at 8 to 1, a guy at 20 to 1, 50 to 1, and 150. If you forego Dustin Johnson at the top, you start to be able to get a lot more golfers onto your betting card. So if you start with John Rahm at 14 to 1, that'll cost you $35 to get a $500 payout if he wins. Then maybe you really like both Daniel Berger and Adam Scott. You can add both of those to your card at Berger at 25 to 1. That's a $20 wager to get to $500. Adam Scott 35 to 1, that's a $14.29 wager to get you to 500. And I still have room here. So now I can say, okay, also give me Coke Rack and Kucher at 55 to 1 and 75 to 1. I still have $15 of my $100 to play with here. So you can see how, you know, depending on basically your shortest golfer, uh, that if you forego the top of the board, you can usually get more bullets down at the bottom. I can probably even still add. Poston, Kucher, and still have six dollars left over here. So I, I can I can have a now a card of what is this? Six golfers, seven golfers, and still have room for a couple of long shots at the bottom because I did not take Dustin Johnson or Bryson DeChambeau at the top. So some people will say, you know, Rick, uh, you know, if I'm only winning five hundred dollars on on a an outright, um, you know, why am I even betting it? I wouldn't say that. I mean, if you're if you're doing this every single week, I think that's that's great, right? You know, you're trying to you're risking 100 every single week. Uh, you're trying to win 500 if you do get there on an outright. But let's say you make this a thousand as your payout, and you don't change how much you're willing to wager, which is a hundred dollars. This math becomes a lot stickier. So if I just change John Rom's payout to one thousand, well now I've got to wager seventy one dollars. And 43 cents at 14 to 1 for John Rom. Uh, that's the vast majority of my budget, right? You know, that's 71% of my budget for the week. And if I change the rest of these guys to a $1,000 payout, I'm over budget. I, I can't afford all these guys. So I'm going to have to get rid of probably 
I mean, I can't even get John Rahm and Daniel Berger into this if I'm if I'm strict with my budget because that would cost me $111 uh, to wager at both 14 and 25 to one to get $1,000 payouts. And even more so, if you take Dustin Johnson at eight to one, you can't even get there. You cannot even get there because uh, it would cost you a $125 wager to get a $1,000 payout. So that's that's where you are going to have to figure out what works best for you. Am I willing to only bet one, maybe two guys a week? Or if you are really strict, maybe no golfers in a single week because you couldn't bet Dustin Johnson here um, to make sure that my payout is a bit bigger and my budget stays the same. Uh, you know, the only guy that, you know, the best guy you'd be able to fit from my fictional board here would be Bryson, and he would be your entire budget. Bryson, $100 at 10 to 1 is a $1,000 payout. Now, you could go the other way. You might say, Rick, I want I want to have a sweat on Sunday. I want to have as many guys as possible. Well, then what you should do is you should low, lower your payout amount. So if you lower your payout amount to, say, let's call it 300 right, the math changes quite a bit. Because now what you could do is you could probably, and I haven't tried this yet, yeah, you could get all three of the favorites on my fictional board here. You could get Dustin Johnson at 8-1 to one because it's only a $37 and $50 wager to get to 300 You could get Bryson DeChambeau at 10-1 to because that's only $30 to win 300 And you could get Rory McIlroy at 11-1, to one, $27 to win 300. So that's what you can really do. You can shorten up the payout and you can start just getting a bunch of guys on your card. Right here I'm starting I'm just throwing random guys in here. Here we go. I just took, you know, 10 golfers, but it's from Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley at 18 to 20 to 1 down to JT Poston at 100 and all of those only cost me $84.86 to wager based on their odds. Uh, so I still have wiggle room here, and I have 10 golfers on my betting card. So this is a bit of personal preference for you. Are you are you more comfortable having just a few guys with a higher payout? Are you more comfortable having a bunch of different guys for a lower payout? That's There, there is no right answer to that. But using this process where you determine, which I think is the most, I think the most important thing is determine how much you're willing to spend on outrights to begin with, right? Every single week. It might be 100, it might be 1,000, it might be $10, it might be $25. Whatever that number is for you, that's the most important thing. And then based on your personal you know, risk aversion or your personal preferences, you can determine what that payout is. And once you figure out those two numbers, you can just start plugging the odds in. You can start uh, seeing how much you need to wager. You're always going to wager more on guys with shorter odds than you are with guys for longer odds, uh, but they are going to pay out the same amount. Um, this may not be the best way to do it. This is what I find works for me. I'm always in my comfort zone with this. I always know exactly how much I'm going to spend. And it makes me challenge myself and make difficult decisions. You know, I can't get both Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau onto the same betting card most weeks. The two shortest guys. So now I have to decide between them. And then if I know I want to go down to the, you know, the 25 to 30 range, I have to make another decision there, which I think really helps the growth of you as kind of a golf handicapper to start making as many difficult decisions as possible. Uh, it, 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 
trains the brain to try to, you know, pit guys against one another and you can be right or you can be wrong. I think that's growth uh, when you're trying to put all of this together. So um, this is how I do it. This is what I would suggest to you. Just whip up a very easy spreadsheet like this. I mean, it took me just a, a few minutes to 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 put out here. I'll include the link to this spreadsheet um, so that you can view it and, and just kind of review what we looked at. I'll put that in the description as well, along with a link to rickrungood.com slash Will Hill, which is going to be updated with the most uh, current and best offers that William Hill has available. So you sign up through there, you usually get hundreds of dollars in free bets. Um, it'll be different by state. So check out what your current best offer is. But yeah, that's that's it. That's how I build my betting card. Let me know what you think. Tweet me at Rick Run Good or leave a comment below. Best of luck. I'll talk to you guys soon.